Aloha, party people. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 199. This episode is sponsored by the Tiki Bar T-Shirt Club, where their monthly T-shirt designs pay tribute to a Polynesian bar or restaurant from days long past. Each design is available for a limited time and will never be produced again. For the collectors out there, be sure to check out their subscription program, where they offer a discounted 3-, 6-, or 12-month plan, or you can always buy shirts one at a time. For more information and to check out this month's shirt, visit TikiBarTshirtClub.com. This podcast is brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, The Ray's Mistake. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. If you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. This podcast reaches thousands of listeners in over 100 countries every week. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. Today, we chat with Esteban Ricardo de Luna. Esteban is a former chef, craft cocktail bartender and mixologist, and the newest face behind the bar at the world-famous Tiki Tea. Learn about Esteban's background and how he found his way into making Ray's mistakes, Ooga Boogas, Puka Punches, and more. As always, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please stop by DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the tip jar. Every tip or donation, no matter the size, is very much appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. And if you'd like to follow our adventures, check out our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash polynesianpop. Alrighty, let's get into this. Give it up for our friend Esteban Ricardo de Luna. I can hear you perfectly fine. Yeah. Awesome. All right. We got Esteban on the show. Aloha, Esteban. Aloha. Thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, no problem. I'm very excited, actually. Dude, I, I'm the one that's excited here. So we are doing this for our listeners. We are in the basement of Tiki Co. in Bakersfield, which is pretty fucking amazing. It is. <laughs> um, I, the upstairs is nice, too. I can't wait for yeah, that. Open yeah, yeah. This is my first time being in the basement, and the last time I was, well, so I should say this is my first time with it opened like this, because last time I was here was like three years ago, and it was just concrete floor with black walls. There was nothing was, here. Was it here in the basement, or was it? It was in the basement. Oh. I, 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 uh, I've been to the upstairs a few times, but uh, back then, you know, it was still a space they were using just for storage. Yeah. So... No, they, they really did a good, uh, Diablo did a really good job. Yeah, it's so. really amazing. It's really amazing. I'm glad that I finally got you on the podcast because I got some stuff that I want to talk to you about. I think everybody's wondering who Esteban is. And for our listeners, 
He's probably checked your ID at the door before, at the <laughs> yeah. TQT. Plenty of times, yeah. Right? But so no. let, let's give everybody your background. I, uh, I know that you were a regular there for a few years. Yeah. And then you are now working as their newest bartender. Yeah, so, that's pretty exciting. So, so tell us how you got to that point. Um, you know, like every everybody who's a regular there is like they sort of pay their dues. Is like yeah. Yeah. you know, you clean up a table. Sometimes you hold a door. You know, yeah, little things like that. But I was always very eager to ask questions or like yeah. talk to Mike and talk to Mikey, like learning like the history because I went to Marshall, so it, like I I would pass down because a couple of friends worked at the Vista, so I was like, oh, just swing by. It's like, what is this place? Right. What is this place? You know. But then when I finally got in. It just just fell in love with the whole tiki thing, and like. So prior to you working the door, mm-hmm. a lot of us regulars used to help because those guys get really slammed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the regulars that would help check IDs and help regulate the flow of traffic in and out of the bar. And then one day, I started seeing you there at a specific time every day. You were coming yeah. in at like a nine o'clock, right? And that was your job now. And at first, I thought. You know, you were somebody that was helping the bar. And then I later learned that, oh, wait a second. You're behind the bar training now. Yeah. So how did how did it go from helping out at the door to that? Was 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 helping out at the door a stepping stone for that? Or was it just that one day they decided they needed the help behind the bar? No, it was it was definitely like a a slow transition. Um just being like at the door, it was very very excited like you know like whatever they needed i was i was there for them it's like you know my dad needs to take a break mikey would tell right, me right greg needs to take a break it's like so it sort of like alleviated like it, it was just fun being there yeah um and then jokingly i think it just came up, up about is like well when are you gonna hire me yeah yeah you know yeah. and then mikey would just be like well well i'm not the one in charge of hiring you have to ask greg and then greg was like oh, i'm not the one in charge you have to ask senior <laughs> so i would i would get passed around like sort of like it's like well if he says yes then yes so finally everybody agreed there's like yes and then they're like mikey was like all right fine right uh you you start you're the you worked on tuesdays okay and we never, they <laughs> never open on tuesdays. tuesdays yeah yeah so like so that tuesday like okay next tuesday that's when you come in right and then next thing you know, it's like I actually came Tuesday. Oh, really? I actually showed up on Tuesday. Did you know though that they weren't open? No, I did. But you still showed up. I still showed up because I was like, if they told me to like, if that's what it took for me to get hired, it's yeah. like I was going to show them that I was going to be there. They're there on Tuesdays anyway, though, right? They're they're usually they're they're cleaning. Well, when is the cleaning day? I th- I thought that was either Monday. It's Monday. It's, it's, mo- it's Monday when the, the main cleaning is. Right, and then Tuesday, and then Tuesday, Tuesday is like the prep. The prep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's like they don't stay all the way till night. So it was like after my bartending shift, I, I showed up. So it was like around seven-ish or so. Okay. And then I just stood outside the door and I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm here. You're like, I'm here, yeah. So let's talk about, you said bartending shift. You have a background as a bartender already. Yes. So tell us about that because I know that you have some recipes that are published. Yeah. And I saw some brands that you've worked with in the past. What kind of experience did you have coming into the Tiki Tea? Um, prior to, to Tiki Tea, when I, when I first started, I was actually a chef. I used to cook. Oh, really? I used to, I used to cook. Um, bartending wasn't on my scope of things to do. Okay, okay. Uh, it's only until I got into a car accident, uh, messed up my shoulder. So my left 
arm is like I can't really feel it. So when I was cooking, I couldn't saute. So uh, I was more of a has like a you know like a liability behind the, right, the kitchen. Right. So I decided to step away. Went through like a little depression. I'm like, what am I gonna do? This is all I knew. Yeah. A friend of mine gave me opportunity to go to Hong Kong, and you know like run um, like a hookah shop. Yeah. That happened to serve drinks. So when I went over. Uh, I was like, well, I can't tell somebody to do this if I don't know how to do that. Right. So I had to learn how to, like, make a daiquiri. And then right. once I learned that, I was like, it just reminded me of, like, oh, it's the same as cooking. Like, learning recipes. Like, tasting. This tastes different. And that's where my bartending started. Came here and then just started working everywhere around L.A. And it was like, people are like, oh, you don't cook anymore? You bartend? Oh, come help me out. Help Try, try this out. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of people coming out from behind the kitchen and getting behind the bar instead. Yeah. It doesn't seem to happen the other way as much, but there, there is a... Because I, I know people that have come out from behind the kitchen, and there's a specific talent, I think, that is... It's also not something that can be taught about knowing what goes good with other things, right? Yeah. Uh that's just kind of like, oh, I know that this goes good with this. Maybe some of that can be taught, but a lot of that is just is just having a palate that's refined. Yeah, they, they definitely did. Like even with cooking, it's like I would be going to McDonald's like all the time. It's like, oh, this is great. But then when you know how to make a burger, you're like, oh, well, right, why was right, I right. eating this all the right. time? You know, it's like you tend to develop a certain palate, and then you, like when you eat something that you or you smell something or anything like that, you're like, oh, this would be great with. I remember I used to have this. Yeah. I used to have this. So that's one of the things that I, I really appreciate about those times. Like now where I create a drink or it's like, or anything like that is like, I was like, oh, this rum tastes different from this rum. This is like, you know, like you can't make, all the specs can't, like for daiquiri can't be the same for every rum right. you use. So it's like, so it, it just gives me a different perspective. Like, I, I like this. I like, it gives like, you just try new things, which is, I love. So tell me about the kind of drinks that you were making before you were at the Tiki Tea. What, what uh, was, what was your, your, your specialty or what did you lean towards um well like i said like when i first started learning how to bartend it was just like your basics you know like a daiquiri martini old-fashioned it wasn't anything special it's only when i came back here to la um i started working for a place called uh, westbound which is called here yeah, and now. yeah yeah um i'm one of my friends there his name was payment uh he worked for um pdt in new york so he's he's very well known as like a like a craft cocktail, and um, he had a he had a disability where he only had one hand, but he could always like knock out so many drinks. Right. And then here I am with two hands, like complaining about, oh, I'm so sad, and this is right. like like you could do it. He's <laughs> like, stop complaining, you could do it. Right. So I learned from him in the sense that it's like very classic, classically trained. Yeah. So I'm so used to like with with the stir, like the the Boston tins, like actually shaking. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like I'm more of like on that classic like. You know, set up a napkin, like, be one-on-one -on -one with you, like, you know, make yeah, you a, yeah. a, a perfect martini, make you a perfect old-fashioned, make you, you know, like, in that sense. Were you wearing the uh, wearing the vest and the garter on your arm and all that kind of stuff? No, no, not to that extreme. Okay. But I, I did always dress up with, like, a dress shirt, and okay, I had, a, like, okay. a full... Like a full apron. Yeah, yeah. You know, like with the like just, tweezers. Just to get an idea like, of like, you know, the kind of bar that you're bartending yeah. at, right? To get that visual. Yeah. It's a, yeah. like very like, like, a, like yeah, like a speakeasy. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind of like, a, I would say more of like, if you've seen the, the Shining, the bartender that goes up to you is like, sure. you know, like, 
like hey how are you like he's 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 with you yeah you know yeah. like it's not about rushing it's not about it's just like i'm here for you it's like did you have a favorite cocktail um i to be honest the, the daiquiri was always a yeah a one for me because that, that's it's, one for me too it's like simple yeah. and straight to the point but it's, it's very easy to mess up you know the thing is a three-ingredient cocktail that's lasted over 100 years, I mean, there's something to be said about that, right? Yeah. So, I mean, the daiquiri predates the whole tiki movement. So, And the fact that it's still around and people are still doing their own style of daiquiris with their own styles of rum and, and, and their own style of the way that they do their sweeteners. Yeah, like a variation. Of which, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, there's something to be said about a drink that that has that kind of longevity so yeah i love the daiquiri also uh which is funny because these days right you're you're bartending now at the tiki tea mm -hmm. i don't think i've ever had a daiquiri at the tiki tea yeah no it's true because every like like nobody really considers a daiquiri to be tiki which is yeah it's not really like a considered a tropical yeah it, it, it falls under like more on the on the classic end. on the classic like when yeah. you think of like tiki it's like you're, you think of your mai tais your fa cutters your you know yeah like yeah. your painkillers, it's like that's that's what you normally think. But so, what kind of adjustment did you have to go through when you started bartending at the Tiki Tia? I assume that when you started going into training, you had to you had to change your way of thinking. Yes, it's, de it's definitely it's, um, it was more fast paced. But luckily for me, I worked at the at the Art District Brewing, so I had to deal with like a bunch of people. That's that's when I realized, oh, I have to move faster. I have to be fast, yeah, fast, right. fast, you know? But at the Tiki Tea, it's more of, um, it's more of like how, how they bartend. They bartend below the bar. I'm used to serving above, above the bar. The bar. Yeah. Like on the bar. I'm used to putting everything and and uh, and shaking it. And they do it oh, on, on yeah, the blender. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. It's like those little adjustments. Because they don't use shakers. Right. They just yeah. they use the uh, spindle mixers. So below the bar... When you were bartending before, you were making your drinks what on the rail? Yeah, on the rail. So it would yeah. be everything would be for you to see. Right, like, right. Here's everything, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they work below, and everything is below. So it's just more of like, you know. And how much of an adjustment was it with the the style of cocktail? Um, well, I always did like tiki on my own time, but to do it at um, it's, it's one thing to do like a like a steak for yourself and it's another thing to do 20 steaks uh, right right like, right right in right five in different ways and like so it's more of that adjustment it's like oh it reminds like it reminds me of like those old cooking days it's like oh move fast move fast like like be more efficient that's that's pretty much what i'm trying okay. to get at yeah. okay so yeah so then if, if it's higher pace uh be more efficient and then you had to adjust the style of drink that you're making it must have been a little bit of fish out of water experience. Yeah, it was. It was definitely like, like, learning. Um, like, if you're like a diver, and all of a sudden it's like you haven't done it for a while, it's like, oh, that's right. This is this. Right, right. Like, it's, it gets right. more of like an adjustment. It's like, oh, I have to get back on on the, you know. So, you know, I remember when Greg first got behind the bar, the all the regulars were giving him shit. Right, yeah. people were just. You know, heckling him, and I sent back my drink, and yeah. you know, which he still we talk about that to this day, right? No, yeah, that's what that's one of the things that Greg was telling me. He was like, oh, be careful, We're like, isn't that? Right. But you know, when when you work in downtown LA and you deal with like a lot of, I, it's it's something I'm already used to. It's like you're not gonna hurt my feelings. It's like sure, the way I I I pretty broke it down with one of the regulars actually tried to do that with me, and I'm like, 
at the end of the day, I'm back here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like there's a reason why I'm back here. So. Right, right. There's something that you said that really stuck with me because something that they do at the Tiki Tea is, is they overpour all of their drinks, yeah. right? They overpour their jiggers for everything, whatever it's the juice or it's the, the spirit or whatever it is. And it's almost, since they're overpouring it, it's almost like it's just all done by feel, mm-hmm. right? Because they're not really measuring it. Right. For drinks that, for example, Mikey's drinks, when I get his drinks, they're very consistent, though, because he's got that feel really down. And something that you said to me that really stuck with me, which I found very admirable, was people were telling you, hey, you need to overpour your drinks. Yeah, like it doesn't taste like Mike's. Right. Or it's not as strong as Mike's. But, yeah, it's what I told you is like, well, I'm following the recipe. I'm learning the recipe. Right. And you were saying, I'm not going to overpour it unless they tell me to overpour right. it because it's not my place to to do that. And I, I was impressed by that because I thought, and I think I said to you, well, you're a good employee because yeah. you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to overpour it unless they tell me. If they tell me to yeah. overpour it, then I'll do it. But, yeah. but I'm not going to do that because you're telling me to do yeah. that. Because, of course, the customer is going to want you to overpour of their course. drink. Who, like, who does it? Right? Right. Everybody wants all the extra yeah. booze and all the extra whatever. They want a bigger drink. Right? So you, you sat on this side of the bar mm-hmm. for several years. Right. And now that you're on that side of the bar, is there anything on the menu that kind of surprises you that you thought, like, oh, wow, that's a very simple drink? Um, yeah, actually... Like actually getting my hands on the on the recipe book, um, one or even the, something that's maybe more complex than you thought. Actually, I thought the Yuga Booga was gonna be more complex than what it is. Okay, but it, it's not. Okay, and I'm like, it's so simple. But it goes back to the, like the testament of of a daiquiri. It's like you don't need much. You know? Yeah, it's like, yeah. It's, it's, a lot of the classics are only three ingredients. Yeah, yeah. So it's. it's Yuga Booga really surprised me. I mean, I'm not going to go into detail on the. Yeah, what's yeah, in we're it. not. We're not going to. We we respect the Tiki Tea yeah. and their secrets, so I'm not even going to ask. What's I always in. I always go like uh, one of the stories that Michael always tell me is like, and I use it when people tell me is like, oh, seeing that now you work there, what's what's in this? What's in this? I tell them the same thing that like Ray used to say, rum and juice. <laughs> right, I love it. It's like, I love this it. Is rum and juice. Rum and fruit juice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a nice, simple answer that keeps people from getting the secrets but you're not lying to them no i'm not you're not lying to them yeah so the oogabooga is one what yeah. else is uh, um the raised mistake actually surprised me on what what's in it okay i thought it was one particular spirit but it's not it's something else something else yeah yeah and it's just yeah those those are the two that really surprised. everything else is just like okay yeah you know six ingredients to a cocktail so it's almost like i kind of expect that but the Uga Booga, I would say, is the one that really surprised me because it's, it seems like it would be really complex, but it's very simple. I had those guys at the house a few months ago. We recorded some YouTube videos during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And they gave me a few recipes. I mean, some of my favorites, like one of them was a sweet tart. One of them was the lemon heart, lemon head. Yeah. Um, I got an, I think, uh, oh, I got an oil change. And then Greg gave me the electric lemonade, and then Mikey did a puka punch. And I even remember thinking, like, wow, they're giving me a, a lot of drink tutorials from yeah. my YouTube, right? And then when they reopened after pandemic, I realized, oh, they were giving that to me because they pulled it off the menu. Yeah. <laughs> right? And here's what's interesting. 
some of them are very, very basic, yeah. right? That there's only, like the sweet tart, that's another one with only three ingredients. Three ingredients, yeah. It's like, Mikey loves the sweet tart. I love like, the sweet tart, too. Yeah. And only three ingredients. And here's the thing about the tiki tea that they, they're really masterful with is they don't use grade A ingredients in all their drinks. You know, a lot of the, the ingredients, like a lot of these spirits and some of the mixers are very, um, I don't want to say like a cheap brand, but they're just not like... They're inexpensive. They're inexpensive. That's the right word. And they're able to make some magic with it. You know? they, they, that goes back to like like one of the reasons why I fell in love with Tiki. Like when I finally started talking with, with Mike outside the door, it was just more of like, that's how Tiki started. It's like make something that a lot of people don't think is going to be good to something great. Yeah. You know, it's just like nobody wanted it. Like we'll take it. We'll make it. We'll make it something good. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I love I love that about that. It's like, oh, you you think you need all this fancy fancy things for anything? Like no. With what? whatever you have, like you you could you could make you could make do. It's the same thing as like cooking. Okay. Make something off of this. Whatever right. you find in the, in your kitchen, it's like it it helps you be more creative in, in that sense. What's changed about the way you see the tiki now? Now that you're behind the bar. I mean, just just the little changes, like the now we're you doing credit cards. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, the fact that I'm there now, it shows that you know they're they're actually thinking about the future. The future, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the reasons I really wanted to be there is just I just don't I don't want that place to to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I don't think any of us wants to see it go, and and so you know I I'm a long time regular too. Like I I try to do my part, and. All of us, I think, try to do that, you know, and it's nice to see, especially, you know, when we saw you start working there, of course, a lot of people are wondering, because we're very protective of the Tiki Tea. Right. Right. And that's totally understandable. Yeah. I mean, like, we're protective of it for a number of reasons. We're protective of it because it's a, a an L.A. slash Hollywood institution, mm -hmm. but we're also protective of it because it's family owned and we right. love the family. Right. We we don't want to see anything happen to this family business. That's one. That's one of the things that they would always ask me. Like, well, who, how do you get the job? Like, who do you relate it to? Yeah. So I would always say, oh, Greg's my uncle. Oh, really? So that's like every time. I don't know if you see me around. I'm like, oh, what's up, Theo? Like, you know. So there it's you like, go. Then they're like, and that sort of eases people into like, oh, okay, so they did say within the family, even though I'm yeah, I'm yeah. not. But the Tiki T is is my family, so it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe adopted, but I'm I'm part of the family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so once I let people who are very like, oh, you, you should only be family, family, family. It's like once I tell them, oh, Greg's my uncle. They're like, okay, that yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So before you were working at the Tiki Tea, mm -hmm. before, okay, what was your favorite drink there? My favorite drink there, um, it was always between the Ooga Booga and the Rays, but now it's it's the Rays all the way, all the way. Like Bef I, I could, before, I could, before. Yeah, before okay. it was always the Oogaboo. I, I like that whole chanting thing. Okay. Now, now that you're working there, has that changed? Um, yeah, I would say the Rays is it's my my, my all-time favorite. Like they were they were favorite. tied between those two. Okay. But the Rays definitely went went higher because it was just like I thought it was something, and I thought my palate was really good to taste certain yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. And and it threw me for a loop. That and it, it was threw like, you for a loop. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so. Has the magic of the tiki tea worn off a little bit now that you're behind the bar? No. So you don't feel like you're seeing the wizard behind the curtain? 
No, the, the, it's. A, I think that's sort of like the wrong way of thinking about it. Is like it's okay. I, I I didn't think about it as like, oh, it's like the 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 Wizard of Oz. It's like I just, it's it's more of like when I was there, I knew I wanted to be there. Yeah. So it's like I was always trying to find a way to be. Now that I'm there, it's like I'm excited for what's next. So like, ah, if, if anything, okay. now now okay. you know, it's like. Are you making any drinks from your old repertoire before? Are, 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 are the TKT? Yeah, I mean, are people ordering? I mean, how often do people order off menu? Um, not well. Ever since we did that, that that scanning code is like people stick to yeah, the certain yeah. ones. Okay. Um, only regulars tend to go really off menu. But so far, I haven't got anybody who's like. But oh. even then, if they go off menu, they're they're going with the old menu, right? Correct. Because yes. I still have the old menu on my phone, and I and I do go back into the older drinks. Right. Yeah, because I miss a lot of them. Right. Right. And I know that I asked you one time before I want to tra- taste one of your drinks mm-hmm. from before you were working there, but the the ingredients were limited there. Yeah, you didn't have everything that you needed. It's definitely the different ingredients that they have there. Um, but I eventually, yeah, once I get the hang of it and everything, I would love to bring certain things. But I know what the tiki tea is. The tiki tea is what the tiki tea is. Right. 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 Um, Maybe when I do a pop up, it was like, you know, I got you. My you, own, you but have it, a very, uh, very positive attitude about. I or I don't know if positive is the right word, but I I really like your attitude about like you know that you know what the tiki tea is and and you respect like uh, the the recipes and all that kind of stuff. I think that that's kind of cool, and I think people really needed to hear that because, yeah. like I said, people are very protective. Right. right, and which is understandable, and and so you and I talking, I think I hope that it gives our audience a little sense of comfort <laughs> that you know, hey, like I'm not there to change anything. Yeah, and it's we like, and and we didn't bring in some just some guy, yeah, you know, that doesn't know anything about what the Tiki T is or was and the legacy or anything like that. How do you feel that you fit into that now? Because now you are part of the legacy of the bar. I mean, like I said, it's it to me is. Like a dream come true. Like yeah. I, I, when I first stepped in there, I knew I wanted to be there. Um, it made me explore more things. So now that I'm a part of it, it's like maybe I'll get somebody else to be like, yeah, like this is good. This I is love like, that. You know, I love that. But the thing is, like, I'm not there to change what Ray did, right? Or Mike did, right? Or Mikey is doing. You know, it's like there's a reason why they they've been there for so long, and sure. they, you know, sure. So it's like that's their spot, that spot, until. One day, maybe, you know, I get my own spot. Then it'll be my spot. Then I yeah. can create what I want to do. Yeah. You know? But until then, it's like... You get to carry the legacy. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All right. So, us as patrons... Right. I'm going to ask you as somebody that works behind the bar there. Okay. What's some pieces of advice that you could give to us to have a better experience at the Tiki Tea... And also, what's some things, pieces of advice you give to us that maybe makes your job a little bit easier? I mean, it, it kind of goes in like, in general, just treat it like it's your home. Okay. You know, it's like... That's fair. You know, like, don't don't just litter, like, be polite to everybody. That's, that's always the thing I liked about tea is like, you know, everybody's polite to each other. Just, just know that, you know... Me already reaching, almost going to reach 40. I'm, I'm the young one there. Yeah. And I could move as as fast as I can. Now imagine 
you see Mike, Mikey, yeah, Greg, it's yeah. like, understand where you're at. Yeah. And understand that if you want to get that kind of wild and crazy, there's places for that as well. Right. So it's just, just understand where you're at, be polite, and then just know when you get in, you're going to have a great time. Yeah. You know? Awesome. There's a reason why people wait in line. And, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's a reason. So just, if you understand that and you're polite, you'll have, a, you'll have an amazing time. I love it. I love it. Awesome. So let's tell our listeners when you're there. So if they want to come in and say hi and order yeah. a drink from you and try one of your raised mistakes, when, when can they do that? Um, if you want to see me behind the bar, because I'm training right now and, you know, because Mikey got injured, so he kind of set back a little bit. Um, it would be Wednesdays and Thursdays after the toast. Okay. Um, but I'm there every day. Yeah. You know, usually nine. You sometimes you see me there a little earlier, but I'm there when they want me to be there. So it's usually from nine just to cover like you know like that long shift. And I love it. I love so it. So at nighttime you you'll see me. If it's slow, you'll see me behind the bar. I love but it. Hopefully I'll get. You know, the more I get back there, the more I'll get. You'll so see more of me. before we wrap, is there anything that you want to throw out there? Do you have anything you want to promote, a, a website or social uh, media or anything like that? No, not necessarily. Not at the moment. Right now, like I was doing a little podcast, but circumstances show up where it's like financially we can't keep it. So it's like once we reach gotcha. it up again, then we'll we'll go at it. But if you guys want to hear old episodes, it's the bartender's handshake. The bartender's handshake. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just like a little, you know, thing. Just to, it was during, it was done during the pandemic. Yep. So just to kind of, like, not doing anything. Like, let's do something. But pretty you know, cool. Pretty now cool. Now that things are going, and I'm focusing more on the tiki tea. So I had to kind of put a stop on that. For, yeah. For yeah. Moment. Well, that's life. I mean, yeah. Things change, right? From year to year. Last year you were doing a podcast. This year you're bartending at the tiki tea. Yeah. I mean, it's, how crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. Right? It's pretty insane. I didn't want to jinx it because I kind of knew. You knew it was coming. It was knew it was coming. It was, it was supposed to happen sort of like last year, and I was like, but then I didn't want to jinx it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. They're like, oh, I thought you were going to be doing this. Right. I thought you right. were because in my last job, um, I was working at the brewery, and I was going to take over like the patio area, and I was going to do like a little tiki thing, and it was like, you know, like decorated and like all yeah. nice. And and the more I started like being excited about it, be like, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It just didn't happen. I've been there, man. Yeah. I mean, there are things that are supposed to happen for me also that just fell apart and yeah i mean like i said things change from year to year and that's just how life happens yeah. right well i want to say thank you for taking the time to sit down with me Already for the time. podcast like, thank you so much and as a longtime regular of the tiki tea i want to say um i don't know if it's my place to say welcome but i'm gonna say welcome because you know i'm so protective of that bar and 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 who goes there and who works there and what yeah. happens behind the scenes and stuff. And I have to admit, I had a hard time with seeing a new face. Like, who is this guy? What's he doing here? Yeah. But you've been 100% pure aloha. And I, I don't know what else to say other than, like, I'm, I'm happy that I've gotten to know you, that I'm going to get to know you, yeah. and that I'm going to get to sit at the bar and have you make cocktails for me sometime. So yeah, no, it really means a lot when when regulars finally get to you know. So it, for you to say welcome, it it really means a lot. It's like like you know, like welcome to the family. Like you were sort of estranged, but now you're you're in. 
Yeah. So that that means a lot, and I. So you're in. Yeah, I greatly yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. And I 100% endorse you. So for all my <laughs> listeners out there, if you're wondering how I feel about it, because they all know that I love the Tiki Tea. If you're wondering yeah. how I feel about it, I 100% endorse our friend Esteban here. Come uh, inside. Thank you. Say hello, introduce yourself, order a cocktail, and let him make some magic for you. Yeah. Eventually, when I get there, I'll, I'll start doing little... Once I get to know you, it's like, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll make something. But for now, it's all strictly menu. So. Awesome, awesome. Okay, <laughs> Wednesday. I'll be there Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah. So, uh... You get, to, you get to ring the bell. I'll ring the bell on Wednesday. All right. So, cool. Yeah. Well, thanks again for being on the podcast. Yeah, and, no problem. Uh, for all our listeners out there, if you enjoy this podcast you can follow us on desertoasisroom.com you can find more episodes uh, in our archive at polynesianpop.podbean.com and we also have a youtube channel so check that out youtube.com slash polynesianpop all right we're gonna wrap this one up thanks esteban i will see you on wednesday wednesday all right cheers and aloha wow.